Hello, folks. Um, welcome to the end of the 17th week of Ordinary Time. We're going to do the readings for Saturday. This is uh, episode 65 of the Informed Catholic. Episode 65 of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and let's start off with uh, the opening. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. And uh, we'll do the Gloria, even though it's mostly meant for Sundays, but I really do love the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Amen. So, in today's readings, you and I are going to be challenged. We're going to be challenged about our faith and a constantly degrading society, a constant society that basically is going to hell in a handbasket. It's just absolutely um, has turned. And we know this. We know this because we're facing this in our, in our society today. We're facing constantly this problem. And we're also facing this problem within the church. There are many in the church that just don't know what they're, belie- what they're supposed to believe. Many of our, fa- our fellow Catholics just think the Catholic faith, the Christian faith, is just one of many. It's the greater light, the greater privilege, as, as some bishops said. And the others are lesser lights, but they might not be as better as Christianity. And that's that really is a bad way of looking at it. I'm sorry, but it's, you know, I, I think the bishop, I'm quite certain he regrets saying this. The problem is, is that no one wants confrontation. They want to do it passively. No one wants to say, sorry, this is wrong. This is right. This is true. This is not. And that's the problem when it comes when when we're living in a multicultural society. And that's what secularism done. Secularism has basically taken the, the fight out of the Christian faith. It has taken the fight out of it. And and I think many have regretted it. I think many, many of it have, have regretted it. That's an unfortunate part about Vatican II. But the best part of Vatican II, and I still I still believe it, 
is the readings, is the liturgical calendar. I still think it's the best. I think it's the, I think it's great because it gives it 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 we hear the voice of God even more. The one thing you'll never hear uh, the Latin Mass talk about is is the readings. You never hear them talk about the readings. You never hear them talk about the the scripture passages, the readings. I never hear them talk about it. And I'm not saying that the readings aren't there. The problem is, I think it's just not as extensive as the readings we have in Vatican II. In Vatican II, the Bible is really part of the life of the of the faith. And the the Latin the Latin mass crowd, I just don't hear it from them, sadly. I don't hear them talking about it. I hear them talk about the liturgy, but I don't hear them talking about the readings. You know, I do believe that God is talking us through the liturgy. I do believe it. I believe that the voice of Christ is louder in this one. That's the way I believe. And and, and I think it's true. All right, let's, um, let's begin. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 26, from verse 11 to 16 to 24. For in truth, it was the Lord who sent me to you to speak all these things for you to hear. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The priests and the prophets said to the princes and all the people, this man deserves death. He has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own hearts, with your own ears. Jeremiah gave this answer to the princes and all the, all the people. It was the Lord who sent me to prophesy against this house and city all that you have heard. Now, therefore, reform your ways and your deeds. Listen to the voice of the Lord your God so that the Lord will repent will repent of the evil with which he threatens you. As for me, I am in your hands to do with what you think good and right. But mark well, if you put me to death, it is innocent blood you bring on yourselves, on the city and, it, and its citizens. For in truth, it was the Lord who sent me to you to speak all these things for you to hear. Thereupon the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, this man does not deserve death. It is in the name of the Lord our God that he speaks to us. So it starts off, the priests and prophets said to the princes and to all the people, this man deserves death. The priests and the prophets. Well, you could also say the elite, the leadership, right? In our time, our princes are the politicians and the prophets. Well, the prophets are our clergy. All of them who have carved themselves a very comfortable position of power, of power above all of us, right? Jeremiah himself is a prophet. He's a messenger of the Lord. And we've had messengers. We've had the Fatima seers. We've had people like Padre Pio. We've had uh, 
apparitions of Akita in Japan, right? We've had them and they've all warned us, warned us of the directions we're going, warned us of everything. We've had the apparitions of Lourdes. We've had the apparitions of La Salette. God speaks to us and he speaks to us also through the scriptures, right? Regardless of what Vatican II is, one thing I have to agree is that God had his hand definitely in the the daily readings. The daily readings here, the readings, the Jeremiah is warning, warning, warning us of the direction we're heading. Right? We have princes, those these days, before in the past, of course, they were all royalty, noblemen. But our princes today are politicians and powerful corporate people, people with very strong political influences. And they're heading the wrong direction. They're heading the wrong direction. You know, um, when you have politicians like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and others who support abortion, which is murder, and supports the the, the perversion of same-sex unions and transgenderism and all that stuff. And then you have false prophets, the false prophets such as the James Martins, Jesuit priest who goes around supporting sodomy. And you have other others like cardinals and bishops in the church who, who support the same thing. These are false prophets false prophets who are misleading the people, leading them to destruction, leading our cities, our, our countries, our, our governments to destruction because it's forcing the hand of God to punish our cities. Like it's like he's saying he's going to do here to, to the city of Jerusalem. You know, it was the Lord who sent me to prophesy against you against us this house and city and all that you've heard now therefore reform your ways and your deeds listen to the voice of the lord your god so that the lord will repent of the evil which he threatens to you i'll read this whole thing one more time so you can you can actually look it up the priests and the prophets said to the princes and all the people this man deserves death he has prophesied against the city as you have heard with your own ears. Jeremiah gave this answer to the princes and all the people. It was the Lord who sent me to prophesy against this house and city and all that you have heard. Now, therefore, reform your ways and your deeds. Listen to the voice of the Lord your God so that the Lord will repent of the evil which he threatens, to, he threatens you. As for me, I am in your hands to do with me what you think good and right but mark well if you put me to death it is innocent blood you bring on yourselves on the city and its citizens for in truth it was the lord who sent me to you to speak all these things for you to hear thereupon the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets this man does not deserve death it is in the name of the lord our god that he speaks to us so some princes and others, other prophets, priests, this is either people in the faith who do believe, 
who are aware of the evil. You have to be aware of the evil around you in order to, to be aware that something is wrong. You have to be aware of it. And there are many. We have many priests in the church, many Catholics, many religious who are aware that we're heading towards destruction. We're heading towards destruction. Our young people are confused and they are used as sacrifices on the altar of secularism. This is an evil thing, especially with all the transgenderism, all this stuff. It is evil. It is satanic. We're living in a very satanic time. It is evil, people. We're heading the wrong direction. And many of our young people are are being mutilated even by their own parents. Their own parents have become perverted. They're going to change, they're going to have their kids change their gender. It is evil, evil times we're living in. Look at this, look at this reading that is in this liturgy. God speaks to us today through the liturgy, through the scriptures, through the daily readings. This is from Vatican II, and the, the Holy Spirit is the one who set this up. I know a lot of the Latin mass crowd, they don't talk about the readings. They don't talk about the readings. All right, that's one thing, the failure of the Latin mass crowd. They don't talk about the readings. God speaks to us through the liturgy today, through the scriptures of the liturgy today to warn us. Okay? To warn us about the world we're living in. Jeremiah is known as the sorrowful prophet. And why is he a sorrowful prophet? Because he knew his people will not pay attention. Judgment was upon his people, upon the city of Jerusalem, and upon the temple, and upon the, the royal family of Jerusalem, which is the house of David, it was over. It was time for the end. The end is coming to, was coming for them, and it came. And they were taken to the 70 years exile for their sins and their blasphemies. We are, we are pushing God's wrath, God's judgment against us. And our own prophets, our own priests, our own clergy, our own our own people have decided to 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 abandon God and, and, and embrace the God of secularism. It's terrible. Okay, let's move on to the next. I'm gonna read this just one more time because I, I missed one last line on the next page because I was very Yes, I was very passionate about what's, what this passage was saying. So let me read it. The priests and the prophets said to the princes and all the people, this man deserves death. And, you know, he has prophesied against the city. As you have heard with your own ears, Jeremiah gave this answer to the princes and all the people. It was the Lord who sent me to prophesy against this house and city and all that you have heard. Now therefore, reform your ways and your, and your deeds. Listen to the voice of the Lord your God, so that the Lord will repent of the evil with which he threatens you. As for me, I am in your hands. 
do with me what you think good and right. But mark well, if you just if you put me to death, it is innocent blood you bring on yourselves, on this city and its citizens. For in truth, it was the Lord who sent me to you to speak all these things for you to hear. Thereupon the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve death. It is in the name of the Lord our God that he speaks to us. So Achaim, son of Shaphan, protected Jeremiah so that he was not handed over to the people to be put to death. All right, and Psalm 69. Lord, in your great love, answer me. Rescue me out of this mire. May I, may, may I not sink. May I be rescued from my foes and from the watery depths. Let not the flood waters overwhelm me, nor the abyss swallow me up, nor the pit close its mouth over me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. I'll read it one more time. Rescue me out of the, the mire. May I not sink. May I be rescued from the foes and from the watery depths. Let not the flood waters overwhelm me, nor the abyss swallow me up, nor the pit close its mouth over me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. But I am afflicted and in, and in pain. Let your saving help, O God, protect me. I will praise the name of God in song. I will glorify him, glorify him in, with thanksgiving. Lord, in your great love, answer me. See how you lowly ones, see you lowly ones and be glad. You who seek God, may your heart re revive. For the Lord hears the poor and his own who are in bonds, he spurns not. Lord, in your great love, answer me. So, the times that we're living in, when we're so surrounded, and we feel like by mire, by the sin of, of our modern culture, and by, and we feel like we're sinking. All right, and we're surrounded by so much people who have embraced wickedness and evil, we're surrounded by them. We're surrounded by, by so much negativity, by so much different things that are just we know it's wrong, and we and if we speak up against it, we're we're threatened to be canceled, and and even our own friends, our own fellow Catholics, have embraced the culture. Right? You can't trust them, even they. Politically, they've embraced it, <clears throat> and um. And culturally, they've embraced it because they are, they're afraid. They're afraid. They don't want to be on, on the wrong side. It's just like parents who have children who, and, they, and, and the parents are afraid. Their parents are afraid that they come out the wrong guy, the wrong person. They're afraid to look wrong. They're afraid. They're afraid of losing the love of their children. So they compromise their faith. They compromise what they believe. They embrace sin. They make a shipwreck of their faith and their conscience. It's not that you'll stop loving your children. It's just that God has given you a cross to bear.
and is giving you, he wants to make you into a saint. He wants to make you into a saint. He wants you to pray harder. Pray. Pray that your child will convert. Pray for the salvation of your loved ones. Pray for the salvation of your brother. <coughs> I'm sorry. Pray for the salvation of your friends. Pray for the salvation of the world. Become a saint. Sometimes it means loneliness and rejection. But God is with you. He hasn't abandoned you. He does, he's not telling you to become mean. He's not telling you to become judgmental. He's telling you to become a saint. And saints, like Jeremiah, was rejected. But not abandoned by God. And not by everybody. That's why sometimes these things happen, unfortunately. I'm afflicted and in pain. Let your saving help, O God, protect me. I will praise the name of God in song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving. And even the first one, I'm sorry. May I be rescued from the foes and from the watery depths. Let not the flood waters overwhelm me, and the abyss swallow me up. Not the pit, not not the pit close its mouth over me. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to abandon you in these difficult times, where we stick out like sore thumbs. He's not going to abandon us. He's calling for you to get to know your faith more, to grow in your faith. And to really, really pray and become a saint. But I am afflicted and in pain. Let, let your saving help, O oh God, protect me. I will praise the name of God in song and I will glorify him with thanksgiving. See how lowly ones, see you lowly ones and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the poor. And his own who are in bonds, he spurns not. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to abandon you. No matter if you stick out like a sore thumb in, this, in these times. No matter how bad it looks in front of your, your children or your other relatives. He's not, he's not going to abandon you. Let them think the worst of you. Because you reject this modern culture and its modern beliefs and its and it's so-called trendy progressiveness of sexuality. He's not going to reject. He's not going to abandon you. He wants you to become a saint. He wants you to pray for them. He wants you to really pray for them. He wants you to put yourself out as a saint. And yes, maybe even be a martyr. If you had a thousand, a thousand of these people, of, of the saints doing this, that will multiply into tens of thousands. And this church would be amazing. Catholic culture, Catholic faith today would be amazing. It would be an amazing culture. Literally, the church would be great again. And we would keep the church great. But don't let these people make you feel ashamed of what your faith teaches and what your faith believes. Don't let them do that. 
not even the bishop or the priest or the catechist, no matter what, don't let them, don't let them make you feel ashamed. Stick out like a sore thumb. That's what the apostles and Jesus did. That's what the prophets did. That's what Jeremiah did. He stuck out like a sore thumb. He stuck out like a sore thumb right in their eye. That's what holiness means. So don't let them make you feel ashamed. All right? If your kids are angry, fine. Let them be angry. Let's see how happy they're going to be in, the, in their lifestyle. Let's see how, uh, how happy they are. Even when they are, even when they are out and they do come to the table, they don't look happy. They don't look happy. Faith, surrender to Jesus Christ, that's what will make you happy. All right? Embracing your cross, that's what will make you happy. Christ will, the rest will come. Just give everything to Christ. Give it all to him, the rest will come in time. All right, a reading from the um, Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Alleluia. This is from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. And uh, Herod had John beheaded. John's disciples came and told Jesus. This is a reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 1 to 22. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Herod the Titrach heard of the reputation of Jesus and said to his servants, This man is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why mighty powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his, the wife of his brother, Philip. For John had said to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Although he wanted to kill him, he feared the people, for they regarded him as a prophet. But at a birthday celebration for Herod, the daughter of Herodias performed a dance before the guests and delighted Herod so much that he swore to give her whatever she might ask Ask for. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oath and the guests who were, pres who were present, he ordered that it be given, and he had John beheaded in, in prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to, to the girl who took it to her mother. His disciples came and took away the corpse and buried him. And they went and told Jesus. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So what does this passage teach us? Well, think about it. Let's be honest. Okay, let's be really, really honest here. What is this passage telling us? It's about John the Baptist who went up against a immoral political person. Herod the, Herod the Great. Herod the Titrach, the son of Herod the Great, actually. Not the Herod the Great. But who is an immoral person. Is an immoral 
person and he's a picture of a moral princess uh, basically are today we would call them politicians maybe even celebrities but technically a politician who is an immoral person an immoral indecent person sexually inde indecent all right and immorally even in his political practice he's indecent all right and also extremely superstitious by the fact that he thinks that jesus is the resurrected john the baptist extremely superstitious you can pick them out you can pick out a lot of these politicians their religion is secular culture their faith is secular culture they they put their faith in 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 money in power their distraction is uh alcohol sex and money they look they, they look to entertainment they're not they're not good people they're, they're lost souls and he had you know people like his wife look at uh, the woman herodias who's supposed to his be his wife okay sorry the noise outside Windows open and it's not too bad today, so I'm not going to close it. So you got someone out there going through the garbage looking for bottles. <laughs> but look at the fact of what she, she hated John so much, Herodias. She hated him so much. She waited for an opportunity, an opportunity she knew she can get him. Where? Where he would let loose, he would drink, he would absolutely let go of himself at his party. And she knew that he lusted after her daughter. She knew he lusted after her daughter and she used her daughter. She had her daughter dance for him. According to tradition, he actually said to his little girl, I would give you even half of my kingdom, even the throne of your very own mother. And when she asked for the head of John the Baptist, which is what her mother wanted, she put him on the spot in front of everybody. And that was her advantage. His pride, his ego, his vanity was more was important to him. He cornered himself. And so he gave her what he what he what she wanted, and that was the head of John the Baptist. What does this say to us as believers? What does this say to us as believers? What does this say to us as followers of Christ? Don't be afraid of this culture. Was John alone and sad? Yes, you can bet he was, but he had God on his side. Did he want to die? No. But was he willing to die for God? Yes. Yes, he was willing to die for God. And that's, he was willing to die for the truth of the gospel. This is, this is the message for us. He was willing to die for the truth of the gospel. He was willing, willing to give, to give it all in order to gain, to gain it all, to gain all heaven. Life in this world is temporary. But our, our life in the next world is forever. Salvation is forever. Remember also, damnation is also eternal and forever. Life with God 
eternity separated from God. No, no, absolutely not. Look towards God. Look towards Christ. Look towards our Savior. Don't look to this world. Amen. Okay, folks. Now, um, say the Our Father. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, and for us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the, of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.